could talk shit all day, but you're gonna love it anyway, the steamy nook. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? How's it going? Welcome on into the steamy nook. If you missed out on part one, go to last week's episode. Catch up on that because this conversation may not make sense. If you missed out on last week's episode, we had Adam on from Story of the Year. You might know who this guy is. Maybe. I don't know. Who the fuck is that guy? I don't know. I thought his name was Russell. Peanut. His name was Peanut. If you want to learn about Russell the Skull Peanut, check out episode one from last week. And then you could venture on into this one. But yeah, we just wanted to say hello real quick. We got Mr. Cronin. We've got Mr. Nips. We've got Mr. Knucklefuck. Stevie Dyke. That's the correct pronunciation. I was going to see if he was going to say something, and I was just hoping for something gold. I don't know. I just waited. We got Steve here, Aussie Steve. Yes, he's still alive. No, he wasn't fired from the podcast. He's just, you know, in a different time zone. I've been on walkabout, sorry. Different time zone, different country. He's literally around the world from us, so it just hasn't worked out. It's like Christmas there right now, isn't it? Different rules. Complete opposite hemisphere. Yeah. 1987. You want to talk about being in 1987? Have you seen the fucking news going on in the uh, U.S. right now? Shit. Oh, dude. Well, no, 1980, more like 19, 1947. Well, now I'm depressed. Was... <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different podcast. Should we start again? Should we start again? You know what? Gordon looked really depressed as I hit the intro for that the second time around. We're welcoming back Adam for the second episode again. Go listen to part one if you haven't yet. And that's all we have to say about that. We're going to head into the Star Wars talks. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew. It's a really good Star Wars talk, too. Enjoy it. I know. I'm so, I'm so fucking jealous. I missed it. Sucks he couldn't be there. Bye-bye. We're going to move on into something I think Adam's a little bit of a fan of. Uh, Star Wars. I do like the Star Wars. He is a Star, Star Wars, Wars veteran. pretty great. I'm a Star Wars. With all these, especially since post-prequels, right? Since the acquisition of Disney and everything, all, all the Disney new stuff has came out. Like, not all Star Wars is created equal, in my mind. You know what I mean? It's I, I'm appreciative of all of it. But I was curious, from your perspective, Adam, like, what is good? When you're watching good Star Wars and you know it, like, what what's happening there to make that feeling happen versus... Like your some of the stuff that I've seen, it's like this kind of feels a little fan fictiony, a little in, in a way, mm-hmm. not 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 necessarily just on a plot level, but like the filmmaking and the shooting and the the acting and the you know what I mean. So, it, what's what's the promised land for you when you're watching Star Wars? That 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 kind yeah. of that type of thing. To me, Star Wars is about. Sorry. <laughs> It's no, about Conan. that. Henry's, Conan, on, Henry's singing karaoke on, in Emo Night. I was, I thought I'd turn my volume down. My Star bad. Wars is a, <laughs> Star Wars is about family redemption. Um, the you know the 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 kind of like the binary of good and evil and the in between that could you know based on your experiences in life set you down either path and the Force, like Star Wars. I think. Rogue One is the only is the only film. Well, no, there's enough there. Solo is the only film, I guess, that doesn't really have the Force like front and center in it. Rogue One doesn't totally, but it's it's there enough. Like so, I love Solo, but I think part of the reason, you know, aside from the fact that you can never replace Han Harrison Ford, uh, I almost called the the real person Han Solo. Um, <laughs> I enjoy the shit out of it. I think 
Alden Ehrenreich did a great job, but it's it's just it's fucking Harrison Ford, so it's tough. Right. But yeah. I think the the main thing with that, why it resonated differently or didn't resonate, is because the Force wasn't as much a part of it as the rest. So there's Ooh. something about that, the idea of the interconnectedness of the universe and the ability to look within yourself or connect with something greater than yourself to do superhuman or fantastical things that is so compelling. And then you mm-hmm. wrap, you know, you, you use that as the, as the foundation for stories of redemption and family and things like that. And it's just like, it's perfect. You know, it's all classic archetypes in a modern uh, or, you know, uh, like a, a futuristic fantastical story. I mean, because we, we talked about, we were just talking about Top Gun and, and, and how, how easily they could have fucked it up in different ways and, and different things yeah. like that. And so, you know, you know, I, I have my own opinions about some of the films that have came out, but I'm just curious in like, what kind of ways can they fuck it up from like a, even a filmmaking perspective, you know what I mean? Even outside of the script is anything there that comes to mind? Yeah. Like Star Wars has a tone. It has a look, it has a feel like that, yeah. that lived in gritty version of the future. It's not Star Trek. It's not utopian. It's also not dystopian necessarily. I mean, living under an evil empire is dystopian, but it's, it just has a different feel. It has like a, you know, it's this perfect mashup of like sci-fi space opera, you know, kind of drama with Western and samurai films. And it's ultimately about the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. Anytime there is not those those core elements that Joseph Campbell kind of classic hero's journey stuff, that's when it gets yeah. a little off the rails. <laughs> Still, it ultimately comes back around to that. And like the central stories, like the, the tent poles are that. And then when it's not specifically the hero's journey, it's something like, I don't know what the what the classic term is to, like the Joseph Campbell term would be for this, but like the, the lone wolf and cub thing that they keep doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like they did with the Mandalorian, and now it's a part of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. That That's just like, that's a recipe for great storytelling. Either of right. those two, those two approaches. I mean, because ultimately there are, there are like six kinds of stories you can tell, period. Yeah. Like you can, you can distill everything down to just a few different buckets it's it's about flipping different elements you know reorganizing plot points and and characters and things like that so when you take those classic things and you put them in different clothes essentially you strike a chord with certain types of fans and sometimes all types of fans Mm -hmm. even if they're not into that shit like i i've always been into sci-fi and anything that has to do with space and fucking lasers and shit that's always been my stuff so i was hooked from birth but the stories are good enough the stories are are powerful enough that you don't have to care about that shit to to get the story and become emotionally invested. That was my question. <laughs> good, job. good job, Kyle. I thought, I, thought, I, I thought long and hard about it. Good job, Captain Squeaky Chair. Let's <laughs> go wrong. Adam, how well, like, how much do you pay attention to a lot of the legend stuff? I read a little bit of it okay. back in the day you know, 15 years ago or so. Mm-hmm. But now I only reference legend stuff if I'm digging through Easter eggs and okay. trying to find, like sure. in the most re- recent episode of Obi-Wan, um, there's a bunch of stuff written in Arabesh on that cave wall. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those were names of, of legends characters. So yeah. oh, wow. just because my brain has a tough time keeping, just like retaining information period, I don't want to cloud it with a bunch of stuff gotcha. that's non-canon. I'd rather just let it become canon as they start to, bring things in mm-hmm. and then go back and read backstories gotcha. just like once just be like oh it was this cool now it's this now i can speak about this on the podcast 
It's just too much fucking information. So, so is there anything in Legends that you can think of that you would want as canon? Mine would be, was, was Thrawn, which obviously is canon now. Um, right. And I read yeah. the, you know, the original three, you know, the original trilogy. And I've I've done the new trilogy. I haven't done the, the second, the follow-up to it. But um, they killed it. You know, that was one of those, like, yeah. when I read um, the new, tri- or the, you know, the, the canon novels, it was like, it was from the perspective of the empire as you know, they were fighting the rebels and like you, mm-hmm. you were on the, you were on the empire side because that's what yeah. you were being told. And um, you know, it's a lot like what we deal with, you know, on a daily basis, but you know, the rebels were bad and, and it's like, never had to deal with that before. You know, it's like, you were always on their right. side, you know, it was so good. I guess the one thing that I really hoped to see that was legends right after episode three came out, it may have dropped like the month of, there was a book called, I think it was just called dark Lord or something okay. like that. The book basically started as soon as episode three ended and it was about Anakin dealing with becoming Vader, Okay, you know, not having any limbs, being in this shitty, uncomfortable, painful mm-hmm. suit and like all the emotional stuff. And it was fully from his perspective, the majority of the story. I thought it was so dope. I read it twice. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping that they'd bring a lot of that into this Kenobi series, which they're doing but it's more about the the externalities of it rather than his internal but all that shit's actually in comics now or you know a lot of the same stuff in the we talked about it on the podcast recently on Mm -hmm. thank the maker the darth vader dark lord of the sith series Mm -hmm. i'd like to see some of that in live action because especially this past episode all of this new stuff is really you know in animation as well really bridging the gap between anakin skywalker and darth vader the darth vader that we know starting in 1977 as this just like cold black and white straight up villain you know Mm -hmm. everything we're watching now that's anakin skywalker under that suit like Mm -hmm. it's clear as day that's anakin skywalker it's not like the switch is flipped and no he's just this bad Mm -hmm. evil guy who likes to kill people like all the motivations are so clear it's it's doing such a great job of bridging it so i'm very very excited about it and i think it it adds gravity to everything in the the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. I mean, it's just it's just all great. They're killing it. Yeah, I'm absolutely loving like Obi Wan right now. I mean, just even on the last episode that came out, I just lost my shit when mm. Vader was like grabbing that ship, yeah. slamming yeah. it down, and just ripped it open like it was paper. Yeah, that's the Force Unleashed like, oh right there. I was like, holy gosh. shit. Yeah, yeah I was about to say, yeah. That there was another the scene where he's standing on the bridge looking out mm-hmm. at the planet. And it's there, but you can faintly see like the outlines of like his eyes and stuff in the in the glass. Yeah. And it's just like that is badass. Like this is vi- mm-hmm. like visually, they've done so much visually for like with this, with Mandalorian, Boba Fett as well. Like just singular shots. Just visually, they're they're gorgeous. The cinematography has been gorgeous. They know they're showing off for sure. Yeah, they know. Yeah, yeah. they have Deborah Chow. And whoever's the the cinematographer on this, they're definitely putting that they're stamping their style all over it, while still keeping it Star Wars. I love how much symmetry is in this series. They love to frame shit up, especially like you know talking about the bridge at Star Destroyer or uh, shuttle landing, yeah, or, or anything, anything uh, like like a lot of establishing shots. Mm-hmm. They they do it really symmetrically, and it I love that you know being kind of a an obsessive compulsive type that's you know i'm you know give me uh uh what's his name grand budapest hotel and so on um wes anderson wes anderson, anderson. like <laughs> I, I love that kind of shit so yeah. seeing it in star wars done in a tasteful and subtle way that fits mm-hmm. is really 
really nice. It does take me out for a moment because I, I like, I'm all of a sudden thinking about filmmaking, but then I'm right back in because it's not, it's not too jarring. That's a bit of a challenge for myself as well. I have a whole film background and when I'm watching stuff, I'm like, I get kind of hung up on how things are being shot, what they possibly did, how, how things were done or how this was edited or if like something's a one take scene when right. things could have been cut, when transitions could have been like happening during that. And I feel like sometimes pulls, pulls me out of a story. Yeah, and yeah. then like my ADHD is like, wait, mm-hmm. shit, I just went on a whole ass tangent in my head. Yeah. And I'm watching something as it's unfolding a story and I kind of like lose my place once in a while. Absolutely. Luckily I got that, that Disney DVR. I can rewind it, watch it again. That's yeah. what I, I do that with like live television. Uh, of, um, of course, everything with me comes back to wrestling. Uh, wrestling. Like the way they, they like pan to a shot. They sh- go to another camera and completely bomb something that it, over on the, com- where the camera was originally, that should have been the camera that they stayed with. And then they go change to another camera and off in the corner, you kind of see some cool high spot move of, you know, like some dude going through a table or taking <laughs> some cool ass move. But on this side, it's just some dude looking over there like, all right, when am I supposed to go? When am I? Oh shit. I'm on camera. Make it look real. Make it look yeah. real. Make it look yeah. real. It's like that that aggravates the shit out of me. Same thing with movies. It's like you look at it and you're like, I think if they would have done something like this or, you know, something like this, my girlfriend hates watching things with me because I will point stuff out. Like, you know, I bet if they would have shot it this way or had the camera, you know, maybe looked at it this way or moved it this way. She hates me. I can't wait till Star Wars has dudes and speedos just fucking swinging their dicks around. Wait, wait to me. I can't run. I'm pretty Smash sure we can find that over each other's dicks. They need more of the PowerPoint wipes on these new shows. Yeah, no wipes on this. No, yeah, it's a mess yeah. in my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's classic George yeah. Lucas shit. Damn, yeah, it's true. Otherwise, I agree with what 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 Ortiz is saying. Like, I have a have a background in film as well, and it's like. It has something has to be really good for me to take me out to suppress that, to suppress the want to analyze it like that. So I was sitting down watching the last two episodes of Obi-Wan last night, and I'm like, wow, this is really good. This feels like Star Wars to me, This these last episodes, whereas the first couple didn't so much because I was kind of getting pulled out for different filmmaking reasons or this or that or the other. But but yeah, these, these last episodes are really amazing, and I can't wait to see how they finish this off season off you know what really fucks me up like you know this is the the latest on the list of you know you learn things about filmmaking you notice things about cinematography and then you can't not see them for a while just like when you get a new car and you're like everybody has this car yes you know you you tend to see it more yeah yeah you just create that that confirmation bias or whatever everything looks better backlit right like it doesn't matter if it makes sense or not you know Mm -hmm. everyone is all there's always like a sick hair light on the back, you catch the the rim light. There's like just like there's sunset on every side of everyone, until you flip the camera around. And there are like there's certain like there's there's a specific scene in the Force Awakens that I see every time. Like I see the lighting every time, and I, it bums me out. So like I'd just rather be dumb and not know anything about anything sometimes yeah. because I'm like fuck. Like there's a full on sunset behind <laughs> her right there. Mm-hmm. You flip around. And that sun's not hitting Harrison Ford's face. Yeah. And then it's back. And yeah, then it's yeah, not yeah, hitting yeah. his face. You when know? I watch like The Mandalorian and I realize, oh, this the volumes. Like I can kind of see, oh shit, there's yeah. a screen back there. Like, it's not really real. Yeah. That pulls me out once in a while. But then I'm like, 
just just watch it. It's just like when you it. take but that's I mean that's everything. It's every movie. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna know shit and it's, you're gonna notice. It's when you know the magician's tricks, sort of a thing. Yeah. Yep. You know, and part of what I went to school is for editing, and you know when they when they when, you're, when they're teaching that, there's like your job is to be as invisible as possible as an editor yes. or whatever, right? So it's not jarring anything like that. And so I don't know. I, I, again, I cut these these last two episodes really felt especially with the uh like kind of the pacing with the obi-wan and anakin training kind of stuff and how how it was like a allegory for what's happening in the in the episode at the same time really right. compelling storytelling in my Love mind yeah 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 talking about things being invisible editing being one you know you don't want to notice the edit this brings us back to the conversation earlier about how they film a, a dog fight in something like top gun yeah. one of the first things i learned in you know just reading you know educating myself as a filmmaker i didn't go to any any formal schooling but director of um back to the future robert zemeckis his his thing especially like in you know this this is like late 80s early 90s he was talking about this 10 15 years into the spielberg era where it went from most movies just being a locked off camera to Spielberg saying, no, we're moving the camera in every fucking shot. Mm-hmm. You know, that becoming a thing. Zemeckis, his, his whole school of thought was, you should never see the camera move consciously. You should never perceive a camera move in the sense that a camera shouldn't move without intention. Like it shouldn't fly through something mm-hmm. just because it's novel and fun. If it moves, if the camera's clearly moving, you got a tracking shot, you know, you're going, you know, someone's walking across the screen, they're walking through a battlefield or whatever. The camera's moving because it's tracking the subject, (laughs) it's following it. Or, you know, a rack focus or a tilt, a pen, anything, it should be motivated by motion or by emotion. So if something's slowly pushing in, uh, it's telling you subconsciously, the viewer, that we're going in deeper to this person's experience. Or if it's, it's pulling out, the realization you know, shot, the vertigo. Exactly. Shot vertigo. Yeah. Like the thing in, um, you know, the classic, the one in Goodfellas in the diner when yeah. Ray Liotta and um, Jesus brain. Gary oh, my brain's so old. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Coleman. Um, uh, you know, De Niro, De Niro yeah. they're, they're in the diner and De Niro wants, like he knows he's going to, he's going to, he has to whack him, right? He has to kill this dude. Mm. And, everything's just falling apart. They do that slow, slow vertigo shot where the world's closing in, you know, they're pushing in and zooming out at the same time. So it's, it's creating this bizarre effect and it's so, so, so subtle and it makes you feel something even though you don't consciously perceive what the camera's doing. Like that is perfect. And another thing that I love are continuous shots. Yeah. Uh, Scrubs does it a lot. Uh, where they're walking through the corridors of the hospital, and it's just one complete take as they walk through. And I, I am a nerd for that shit. I, when you can tell that it's just one singular shot, I love that. I don't know what it is, but that is one of my favorite things. You know, like the Goodfellas, um, you know, towards the beginning when they go into the the club, and it follows. They go in through the back door. They go through the kitchen. Yeah, all the way to the table. Yep. Just the you whole know. movie, nineteen seventeen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Boogie Nights at uh you know, Jack's house when when Dirk or before he's Dirk, when he's just Eddie Adams, when he first goes there and he meets Reed Rothschild and they follow they follow the dude in from the gate and it goes all the way around it you know, it goes to three, four different tables and it follows the girl jumping into the pool and then it comes up out and then it's John C. Riley on the diving board and it doesn't cut until it goes to the close up of him saying, 
full flip with a medium <laughs> shot, you know? Yeah. And again, like the camera's moving all over the place, but you don't think about it. It's that right. thing you have to be told like, dude, that was all one shot. Did you notice? Oh, holy fuck. Oh, I'll be damned. It was. There's also a really good, um, have you guys ever seen that movie contact with uh, Jodie Foster? Fuck yeah. Yeah. That that opening scene with like where she goes up the stairs and stuff and it's she keeps goes into the cabinet and gets the medicine like that's all one continuous crazy ass shot as well. Fucking love that movie. That's one of my favorites. The slept on movie. Slept on. The book was written by Carl Sagan. But yeah, uh, Adam, talking about uh, Thank the Maker earlier. You're talking about your your podcast. For those who are listening to this and have never heard of Thank the Maker, give a little a little spiel about it. What, what is it all about? It is a Star Wars podcast. I started it with Ryan Keefe from Yellow Card two and a half years ago, I guess. Yeah, two and a half. We originally were just going to do like a movie podcast, you know, all, all the pop culture, um, all the greats from our, you know, that we grew up on. Top Gun would have been one, Die Hard, all that kind of shit. So we would have done every Star Wars film. And literally the night before we were about to record the first episode, Ryan called me and was like, yo, so um, I've been thinking, I know it's the last minute, what if we just make it a Star Wars podcast? And I was like, only Star Wars? Like, aren't we going to run out of shit? Mm-hmm. You know? And at the time, like, it, this was several years ago. I was, he was like, no, there's going to be plenty of stuff. You know, you got new movies, and then we, we haven't even read the books yet. We could do that and all this kind of shit. It's like, okay, fuck it. Let's do Star Wars. And it just happened to be perfect timing in, you know, the history of Star Wars in terms of, like, all this new content that we're getting. And with the pandemic... Like, we actually recorded the first episode a year before we released it. We did a bunch of re-recording and re-editing and all this kind of shit. Anyway, point being, it ended up being my uh, my pandemic project. We're going on 100, and I guess this week was 120, 120th episode. That's crazy. Awesome. Yeah, every week. We've only skipped. There have been a couple of weeks where we've, you know, rebroadcasted other podcasts or this or that, things we've been guests on, but I don't think we've actually missed a week in two wow. and a half years. But the vibe of the podcast, it's, you know, it's, it's not specifically about any particular series or film or, or anything. It's not a screenwriting podcast. It's not a news and rumors podcast. It's just about mostly what's on screen and what we love about it. We started off with a little bit of, you know, there was a segment called uh, Disturbances in the Force. You know, it was like our gripes mm. with whatever film. Yeah. And we dropped that within probably 10 episodes because I realized what what's the fucking point like why are we going to complain about something that we love why not do something more interesting and take other people's gripes and look at them from a certain point of view and make apparent plot holes or or fuck-ups or this or that make it make sense in our head Mm -hmm. or stuff that's like kind of hard to suspend your disbelief make it work and that has been so much more fulfilling number one and two it's created this vibe in this kind of like safe space for fans who just want to be able to escape and enjoy something and not have to fucking tear it apart and be bummed at it like every fucking thing else in the world. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's something that's really resonated with people. And now I feel like we're, we're kind of fighting a, the good fight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because ultimately Star Wars is that escape for me. Yeah, I've got nostalgia tied to it. You know, it's connection to my my childhood and my dad, and mm-hmm. it in a shitty time to be on Earth is one thing that I can always turn on and lose myself in and get fulfillment and you know 
laugh, cry, happy cry, sad cry, all all the good <laughs> shit. And I want to share that with people. Yeah. And just like just uh, we can acknowledge that there's stuff that we don't love, but what's the point? Literally, what is the point? Not just a rhetorical question. Ask yourself when you're talking about anything that you love, what is the point of just going down the rabbit hole, the, the downward spiral of, of tearing apart the thing that you love? Like, who wants to fucking listen to that? Right. Like, yeah, why yeah. would I put up, like, oh, I love Star Wars. I'm going to listen to this podcast. I can't wait to see what they hate. Right. Right. Yeah. What? Yeah, that, no. That I was fucking... something that, that pulled me in because I started listening. I, I don't remember exactly how many episodes you had out at the time, but. Uh, I used to work where I worked, uh, previously when I would do inventory, it would take me a good hour and a half to do it. So I'd throw on a podcast, put in my AirPod, go do what I got to do. And I was on a big star Wars kick at the time. I'm like, I want to find every star Wars podcast. I want to listen to it. Then I remember you talking about it. You'd posted something about it. I was like, shit, I'll check it out. And that was the one thing. I think that's the one thing that's still brought me back. And has kept me listening to it is the fact that I remember you saying we're not here to discuss why we don't like it. We're here Mm -hmm. to talk about, yes, we may not like this, but these are the reasons why you should like this because it's not. Here's what you can get out of it. Here's what you can enjoy. And in turn, that made me fall in love with you guys' podcast, hands down. It's you guys, the way you guys go through things, the way you guys just it's it's positivity basically yeah. in a fan base that has its tendencies <laughs> of being very yeah. dickheads. Yeah. Well, there yeah. you go. Plain yeah. and simple. I, I wasn't going to say I don't it, recommend but... the podcast to anyone when I hear them just start to talk shit or just shit yeah. talk on everything. I won't recommend it to them, but when I talk to people who I get that vibe of like they genuinely love Star Wars or someone on TikTok's like crying from watching a scene or someone's talking on Twitter about how much they actually just love Star Wars. Yeah. I'm always just like, check out Think They Maker. Like, not just because of yeah. who you guys are, just in general, as musicians, it's just people, you know, people here who look up to you guys and everything like that. It's just, it is a legitimately a, a good podcast. Um, even if I didn't know you guys, it's it's great. And Thanks, dude. I think it's it's definitely what you said, how you want to just live life positively, and especially if it's something that's so involved in your life, why shit on it? Why talk crap? Right. Why make it negative? Right. And Definitely think the maker has become sort of like the as soon as you're watching the newest thing from Disney out, like kick on think the maker. That's, that's sort what of I've been become doing, yeah. the the routine, the ritual for me at least. And I think what you guys are doing is great. So if anyone who's not listening to think the maker, it is actually it's yes. definitely worth it. Go to the first episode because there are some good there's some good episodes all the way back. We're very much a pro Jar Jar Binks podcast. Just, just, just throwing that out there. But you know, on, on a couple episodes, you know, on the stuff we talked about, thank the maker when you were on, and, and we just said, it's just, you know, it's it's nice to have that positivity. You go into, you're gonna yeah. learn something, you know, you things you missed, but you don't have to hear the bullshit, you know. And and I think that yeah. just translates, you know, Star Wars, obviously, in the grand scheme of life, it's not important. But if you look at things like the what we're dealing with, like it's Pride Month, I don't have to understand what this group of people are dealing with, but I can be there to support them. I can just, you know, Hey, I can just be positive about it, you know? And yeah. And like, you know, star, I'm easy to please. So it's like most star Wars is amazing. Star Wars to me. Did I love episode eight? Not really. I didn't love it all, but I, I I definitely wasn't going on there and 
yelling at Ryan, you know, Ryan Johnson about it. Like, it's like, dude, it's like, you know, find what you can dig out of it. Like the yeah. throne room scene. And, and it just, Hey, it progressed the story. It's like, it was good. It was fine. You know? And yeah. And even episode nine, it was like, clearly it was rushed. You know, we talked about that a little bit, it, you know, he, JJ Abrams didn't have a lot of time and some things is just like, that doesn't make sense, but okay. You know, it's still, it's amazing. It's, 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 it's just fun, you know? And, and they're, you know, they're really redeeming themselves on, on some of this stuff with with Obi-Wan and, and the Mandalorian and Boba Fett was was good, too. You know, I think it's I think it's fun. Like when when you love something like some of us love Star Wars, like like we love Top Gun. It's fun to kind of take it apart in your mind and like kind of dissect it a little bit and kind right. of, talk, you know, we talked through Top Gun and how many ways it could have faltered right. or whatever, you know. So I love Star Wars and, you know. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't dwell on yeah. the negatives, but it's kind of fun sometimes as a, you know, kind of sit around and shoot the shit about. Oh, they could have done that. They could have done that. But overall, awesome, loving it. Yeah, yeah even with like with like music and things like that. It's like you know, we have I have my favorite bands, and and you know, I'm a little yeah. biased on story of the year, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Who's but, that? Who? So, who? A little band, a little band out of St. Louis. Um, <laughs> who? Who's that? Um, no, but like you know, like 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 Silverstein or or, or Trey will drop an album. It's like. You know, maybe I don't love every track, but I don't go fucking talk to Brandon or, or Shane. And it's like, dude, this track sucks. <laughs> it's like, no, we talk about what's great. Right. You know, like, yeah. what do you love? You know, and, and, and you know, but like you said, I think you said it on your last um, episode, Adam, uh, on, on the episode five. It was like most of these people are just miserable fucks that, you know, or, or they're just they're just that's what they do. They go around fucking with shit. You know, yeah. it's not yeah. even they don't yeah. even care. You know, they just want to yeah. fucking yeah, be dicks. Yeah, yeah. Like what a miserable existence, yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah, I just there's enough shit to be bummed out about. Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. What and and I I keep asking people on social media, if they, especially if they'll you know say someone posts something positive like I love this episode, yeah. I love this parallel, blah blah blah, whatever, and somebody goes in the comments and just you know diarrhea is out their Literally. mouth. Yeah, yeah, all, yeah. yeah. all the yeah. bullshit about that they, what they Get don't shit like on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Anybody want nice. a root beer? No um, pooping on the board. Does anyone want a uh, root beer? <laughs> oh, oh, uh, God you, you, you could tell right there at, uh, at that moment on stage, you knew that I had a voice for podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> root beer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, root beer. But uh, I, I asked the question. I'm like straight up. What is your objective? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you hope to accomplish by by shitting all over this person's good time, like right. their enjoyment, their love of something? What do you hope to accomplish? And I get the same response every time. Just my opinion, man. Yeah. Okay, I understand it's your opinion. You want you want to put your opinion out there in the world, but what is your goal in doing this? Like, have you even thought about yeah. why you just typed all that shit? Like someone, exactly. like someone shows up at your house, like, dude, check out my new car or my shirt or whatever, and they just go, "Man, that car kind of sucks." Like, I heard it gets <laughs> shitty gas mileage and whatever. It's like, just what? Be happy for him. Yeah, it's like number one, that's just rude as fuck. Right. And two, at a a deeper level, what are you trying? Like, what are you really trying to do? Are you trying to convince that person that the thing they like or love is bullshit and they shouldn't yeah. like it? They shouldn't love it. They shouldn't get enjoyment out of this thing. Like we're not writing fucking Yelp reviews. Right. Like these people aren't like film critics. Like if, 
if, if you're a legitimate film critic and it is your job and people come to you as a trusted filter to find out whether or not they should spend their $13 for, you know, mm-hmm. IMAX tickets for yeah. this fucking movie. Okay. But if you're just a, a citizen who's just putting your opinions <laughs> out there, what's the fucking point, dude? Right. Like we're, we're not that podcast. Mm-hmm. We're not film critics. So why the fuck would I ever put that kind of vibe yeah. out there? And why would yeah. I ever go like, take the time to go, Oh, I see that this person likes this. Let me try to convince them otherwise. <laughs> you, what? you, that podcast is easily the lightness in the dark when it comes to Star Wars. I think. Yeah. Uh, the whole try to be. Uh, the, the when you guys went into episodes one, two, and three, you're like, "There's a lot of things that we could we could say about these, but we're not going to. We're going to tell you why you should." And what we like about these movies, and th- like that in in turn, again, great. is what hooked great. me. Thanks, dude. So all that makes me curious, Adam. Like out of the last, you know, five or six years with the Star Wars since uh, the the Disney acquisition and stuff, like what are some of the most special moments in in your mind of what we've seen? Since post Disney acquisition and post, you know, Lucas selling it off, like, what are some of the most special moments out of all the movies, out of all the shows? I don't, I don't, don't, don't do a top three necessarily, but like, what are some of the special moments yeah. that you've uh, uh, seen? I mean, I can say confidently. I know you said don't do a top three, but in in my top three, in my top three Star Wars moments of all time is, and I, I don't know the order, and it's that it's that thing where like my top three is actually like eight things. Yeah. Um, the moment in The Force Awakens when Han's talking about the Force mm. and the Jedi and he thought it was all mumbo-jumbo and shit, but yeah. it's true, yeah. it's all yeah, true. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is, like, not only a brilliant screenwriting job in that moment, like, taking a character... Like, Han was... Han kind of played the role of the audience, like, mm-hmm. in this in this wild space opera, weird fucking, like, bizarre movie. Like, yeah. A New Hope, Star Wars, is a fucking weird movie, you know? So he yeah. was the audience going like, what is all this shit? Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, to, yeah. to flip that for him and, like, as this grown-ass person who's seen all this stuff, to to mm-hmm. come with those lines, like, dude, I have goosebumps everywhere yeah. right now. That's the some of the most powerful shit I've ever, ever seen. You know, and it's not, I say powerful, like, you know. It's, yeah, it's, it's, not, yeah. it's not like an art house film. It's not like, yeah. you know, that. But that's fucking powerful shit, man. Yeah, that's a big deal. So that and the, you know, contrary to what most, I would say, like millennials who grew up on the prequels would say, the finale of the entire nine film saga when Ray calls herself Ray Skywalker mm, yeah. <laughs> was so beautiful to me. Mm-hmm. Like, so beautiful. Guy goosebumps just now. Right, it's that, incredible, that dude. That to me. And the, mm-hmm. dude, talking about ways, things I respond to people when they talk shit. I've gone back and forth about why you know why it makes sense and why it's good and why it's not the worst fucking thing that's ever happened to us and why Kathleen Kennedy didn't actually destroy your childhood. It's like I just I start saying to people like, "All right, take everything you just said and go tell an adopted person that. Go tell a person whose parents fucking died and their best friend's family kind of." Absorbed them, them into in. their family and became their new family. Go tell them that that's that's not their real fucking last name, or that the, their newfound family is bullshit because that's not the name they were born with. Yeah, They'll yeah. punch you in the mm-hmm. fucking mouth. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's, I mean? that's what's that's what's crazy to me. It's like in that moment in the theater, the very first time I I heard her say that, I immediately got that vibe. 
It was yeah. me. Yeah. It's like, oh, like she's a she's adopt adopting that name because like that's her that's her vibe. That's her tribe now. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Yeah. And hearing people go like, man, I can't believe she did that. Like, what do you mean you can't believe she did that? You know where she's yeah. like, you know her lineage, you know who she, who she comes from? Like, she doesn't want any part of that shit. She's not telling everybody she's a Palpatine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'm a Skywalker. Look at those two ghosts over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spooky Have some ghosts. ghosts. There's two ghosts over there. Look at them. Man, you scary. Um Hey, what up, Scott and- Daddy? What up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> And God, the finale of the series finale of the Clone Wars. Oh yeah, the Ahsoka, yeah. like the the very end. You know, yeah, Jesus Christ, that wrecked me. Then the Luke Skywalker um, mm-hmm. arrival thought, moment in yeah. the Mandalorian. Oh yeah, that's my the, fucking shit. I stood up screaming, dude. dude. I was, oh fuck. I, I should I post it my couch after just, that? Yeah, when somebody cut to, love- somebody cut together the. <laughs> The scene from uh, Twenty One Jump Jump Street when uh, Channing Tatum Channing gets up like, out of oh, his chair, yeah, yeah. He's screaming. That was that was me. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? This is what the fuck is going on. Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! No, that is not happening right now. I think uh, for me, um, one of the most special scenes in recent memory, or not even scenes, the whole episode was such delight um, in the Book of Boba Fett uh, series where they had the you know the Luke and Grogu episode. Yeah, man, yeah. that was I a felt great episode, as, yeah. as a fan felt so much love. Whoever you know, the, the writing and everything, it was it was, it was such a delight of an episode. Yeah. And it was yeah. just like, wow, this this is this feels so great to see this. Dude, so in that episode, it wasn't a singular moment, so it's hard for me to like put it on my Mount Rushmore basically. But it's more taking the whole thing in and stepping back and really thinking yes. about what's happening. Mm-hmm. Seeing Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka having a conversation, period. Yes. Is like Yeah. Unbelievable that if I, that, mm-hmm. like what can you complain <laughs> yeah. about? Like the fact that we yeah. even get to see that period, period, right? Yeah. Is like we, how are we all not just so thankful that we even get this shit at all? Yeah, yeah. So that whole episode felt like a warm blanket. Yes, over me. you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean. It's like Seriously. oh, this feels this feels incredible. Sorry, go ahead, Grant. So with with Ahsoka though, so the last I remember at Rebels, she kind of disappeared. You know, let's put it that way. And then, so this was her reemergence. So you know, we weren't sure if she survived after Rebels, right? I mean, unless unless I'm missing something in the comics or something like that. But so this is kind of you know validating is that hey, she's still around, and and so the Ahsoka show is going to take place. I'm assuming around the Mandalorian timeline, right? Which is a few years after Return of the Jedi. In in that moment, we know in the the Mandalorian chapter eight or whatever it was, twelve, thirteen, shit, I don't know. Seven. Um, uh, she said, "You know, it ends with where is Grand Admiral Thrawn, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm guessing the series is gonna kind of be like the Book of Boba Fett, where it current day and then flashbacks mm-hmm. to fill okay. in some shit. I also wonder if she'll be in the Mandalorian season three because it's so Mandalore yeah. heavy. From yeah. what I've heard about the trailer or the footage that they showed at Celebration." It's full blown, you know, battle to reclaim Mandalore. 
wow. type shit. Mm. So she, I mean, you look at her now, she's got, right, even season seven of The Clone Wars, she's got that kind of Mandalorian armor pieced together over her former Jedi kind of garb. And then currently she's got that kind of samurai shit with the shin guards and the, mm-hmm. and the gauntlets from the Mandalorian armor. So she's, her relationships with Sabine and um, Bo-Katan and all of that are so, they're as important to her, it seems like at this point, as sure. her Jedi relationships prior. That's her newfound family, right? Like the Rebels team and, and all those folks. So she might be all over the fucking place. And Hayden Christensen yeah. is going to be in her series. So it's got to be flashbacks. Well, dude, yeah. can you fucking imagine the two of them oh, in, in, like, in a live-action flashback, de-aged? Yeah. Holy shit. They're going to do it. Watch them do it. Yeah. Adam, I think he... I, oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That, I think Adam should grow like one of those episode two rat tails. I think you should. Dude. Padawan braid. I've thought about Padawan it. Padawan braid. braid. I was actually, actually going to ask you... I'm from Florida. We call it rat tails. <laughs> I, I was actually going to ask you if you'd ever had a Padawan braid in your lifetime. No, I'm a bullshitter. I do. <laughs> you know what I do have, though? I have an old lock of my hair from when I cut off my hair on... Uh, you know, on stage in Australia, yeah, I could braid my own hair into Shut my own hair. Just, dude, just clip Shut it in. Like, there it is. On, <laughs> yeah. It yeah, just get a clip. Just yeah, there it bitch is. After you braid it to a clip, throw a bead or two on that thing. <laughs> yeah, just clip it in, man. Get a little hair, little hair clip. That'll work. Yeah, there's been talk of. Uh, I've gotten bored with my hair being long. I've had it long for like the last three, four years. And I told my girlfriend, I was like, if I get it cut, I'm rocking a Padawan braid. Yeah. For a while. If you cut your hair, if you cut your hair off. Whoa. All right. That's that's I'm just kidding. We'll have them home by dinner. (laughs) Okay. Well, the only question that if if we want to end it on this, I don't, I mean, it's up to you guys, but what do you think of Taco Watiti starting anew? I think it's great. The dude's a genius. Obviously he can do, he's, he's got range. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He can do flight of the Concords. He can do, um, what we do in the shadows. He can do um, the Hitler Youth movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Oh, yeah and he can do yet. fucking <laughs> Thor. And as, so as, good. as kitschy as Thor is, it's also, mm-hmm. it's not like it doesn't look like a Marvel movie. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So he can ride the, ride the line and he can balance and he can bring his own shit into something and his own personality into it without sort of taking you out of it. So I'm really yeah. excited mm-hmm. to see what he can do, especially given the fact that Star Wars as serious as and and emotionally profound as it can be for us it's always been goofy as shit yeah like you you look at like mike from armor party from you know uh now I'm basically co-host of our podcast um he posted something that was like the original photocopied like call sheet for all the characters in the cantina and it's okay. it says like pr- praying mantis ugly guy um rodent or whatever like you know what I mean? it's just all this goofy shit yeah, yeah. There's yeah. like, there's a giant, there's a, there's a fucking, like a velociraptor head person in, in the cantina somewhere in, uh, in Obi-Wan. Like it's, it's fucking weird shit. So I don't, I don't think Taika will do anything that's off brand. I think if anything, he'll allow us to have fun with some of that stuff. Go on a fun adventure. I'm just pumped. The logo yeah. looks sick. You know, the yeah. one that they teased a year and a half yeah. ago, whatever. I'm ready. I'm most pumped about that. And, Rogue Squadron, Ooh, the way, yeah. oh, what's her fucking name? God, I'm the worst with names. 
Um, Patty Jenkins. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's great. Yeah. For, for the record, I did not have that memorized. I, I just googled it. There's a teaser video. Did you guys see that teaser video when she roller rollerblades up? As funny as that is, to her car and then walks from her car to go get in a plane. Right? Have you seen this? I haven't. No. No. I haven't. Yeah, and she talks about how her dad was a naval aviator and she got got all this history and she's she, you know. Aviation is so near and dear to her heart, and mm-hmm. Star Wars is the same. So she wants to marry those two things and make the best fighter pilot movie ever made. I and hope. I hope she loves Top Gun Maverick. I'm, I'm saying, dude. <laughs> I was thinking that so much during the movie. Like, this is kind of a deep cut, but I think you got that exclusive through Rollerblading.com in your email or something. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a patron. Yeah. Yeah. Top tier. Top tier. My last question. I, I've been thinking about this. If you had to pick one Star, you couldn't watch a Star Wars movie again. Nothing except this for is one. something we've what, we've it? all answered. What's it? What's your Star Wars movie? You can't n- nothing else. Just one. Fuck. It doesn't have to be a movie. It can be a show. But one thing. Everything else is burned and taken off of Disney Plus. You're done. So one episode of a series? I don't care. Just one thing. One thing. Oh, it Jesus could be Clone Christ. Wars. It could be Episode Five. Whatever. Just one. I mean, one thing. The cheat is to do. The cheat is to do a series because you get a whole season. Right, but right. whatever's whatever you you want to live with the rest of your life. Let's give him one one season of a show then. God, it's so hard. I in ter- like if I had to pick one film, people will fucking crucify me for this. Like, <laughs> prequel fans especially. I got you. And OT fans, I would pick The Force Awakens. Okay. Yeah. Because it's got the original cast. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And it's got the new cast and that that Han Solo moment. The yeah. like that's it's not got, how the force works. Yeah, all that shit. Like, and the like. <laughs> oh, you're cold too. The biggest and best cliffhanger in my personal mu- movie history lifetime. You know what I mean? The yeah. reveal of Luke at the end, dude. Fuck, yeah. man. That's a that's a great answer. That's very that, ambitious and great. I, it's, that was another thing awesome. that that almost I, sways my answer. God mm-hmm. damn it. Yeah. That was one thing that I loved. Uh, I watched the red carpet uh, premiere thing they did. Yeah. Uh, for the movie on YouTube, they were interviewing uh, Hamill, and he goes, "I'm in this movie. You just don't know where." <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit!" Yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> I have literally sat here this entire time. Where the? Oh, there are you? Fu- yeah, <laughs> son of a bitch. Dude, can very, I point out something? Ends. Not to be that guy, but talking about yeah. things that you see and you can't unsee. Um, knowing enough about costumes and shit, and what you know, how you how difficult it can be to wear a robe and a tunic and all that shit, keep everything in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, did you ever notice? Fuck, I'm sorry if I'm going to fuck this up. But when he pulls back the hood and he turns and he looks, the way he twists, you can see, even actually in the hood, because he kind of lifts, it's sewn to his tunic. There's like it's, one oh, There's one stitch right here you can see, wow. so to keep it in position. And uh, I can't not see it. Uh, it doesn't I'm fucking gonna matter. I'm going to have to watch that tonight. Yeah. It doesn't Just matter. To but see this. We're going to go on Twitter and complain about that shit right now. How dare you? But it doesn't, It doesn't. you know, no, devalue, know. like, yeah. the, the gravity of that moment. It's still... Right. What yeah. a fucking he, ending, dude. He's still chugging blue milk. We're good. Or green so, milk. What are the fuck? Blue milk is straight delicious. From tap, dude. <laughs> yeah, straight from the tap. Give me a glass of that, some Oreos. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know what Oreos and blue milk some space ass like. Oreos were good, baby. No, I don't even. I don't even care about it in a glass, dude. I imagine yeah. some really bland, like I imagine some imagine some really bland biscuits from like yeah. a 
you know, like a British grocery store, like some yeah. generic, just like f- gross, just flavorless. powdered green bread that emulsifies. <laughs> and yeah. 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 Anyway, so, I love I love the Star War. It's one of my same. favorite things. Great, I just great I imagine war, like war. sucking on that thing would be like. So, wow. So, so you know what I'm saying? This is kind of like a crossover <laughs> right here. So I have I have a couple Lego things that I haven't put together, and Lego obviously did being you, Ortiz. I was gonna say, did you steal it from Ortiz? <laughs> I might send it to him if he's nice. If he's nice to me, don't do it. It's but, a trap. That's a trap. Would have it been mean to you? <laughs> so I have the Dar- the Darth Vader. Helmet, yeah, right? nice. Which is, okay. yeah. That's new. It's just cool. And I wanted to ask you guys. So clearly, it says Darth Vader there. All right, but on the top, it says Dark Vador. What? what? That, that's that's bootleg, bro. That's no, it's not bootleg. <laughs> well, but but why would they put that on the top? I was wondering it's if that probably was probably because misprint. they have a different language in a different country. If it's sold on a different market, but you are in Florida, though. You're in Florida. Yeah, yeah. that's Florida. Yeah, that's a Florida. That's, that's the only side that has a different name. It just yeah, it's the only side. Everything else is Darth Vader. The top says Dark Vador. So that's in France, in France, it's uh, Dark Vador, oh. which is weird. Because I kind of expect that up here. That was one new thing I kind of got used to. I bought it at a Target in Canada, <laughs> in Quebec. I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it in Toronto. I moved up from Southern California, and one of the things I'm right. noticing up here in Washington is there there is some shit in French. Cause I'm close to Canada. Okay. That makes right. sense. Right. But for you, yeah. you're at the fucking bottom of America, bottom of America. Why the fuck is it in French? Dark yeah. Vader. Weird, yeah, there you go. There it Dark is. Vader. You can hear it. Dark yeah. Vader. Oh, it should be like in like, like redneck. Like that's a Darth Vader. That's that Darth Vader right there. <laughs> that's Darth Vader. Ping, 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 ping. Um, it's my best yeah. banjo. Yeah, I want to hear the I want to hear the Imperial March on banjo for sure. <laughs> plank, 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 plank. <laughs> Take a sip of your Mountain Dew. All right, Ortiz, get us back so, on track. Yeah, yeah, get this train. Get us going. back on track. <laughs> so I got. I have one more. I have one more Star Wars related question before we wrap up the pod today. And it is something you did talk about, and I, I just, I just want to reiterate that I want this so badly, and I want to see this so badly in person. But Mosh Eisley, oh yeah, yes, please, just please make it, make it a thing officially. Uh, just asking for a friend, and the friend being me. <laughs> bring it to the, bring it to the loo, so I can actually go, because I'm jealous as shit that Wiley got to go. I got kicked in the FOMO nuts seeing just all the photos and just knowing. The yeah. possible good time that could have happened. I don't know. Allegedly a good time happened. I just saw it through my screen. Well, for for anyone listening here who doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about, I'll just first say what it is. Mosh Eisley is a Star Wars-themed emo night, essentially. Brilliant name, by the way. That, Brilliant. So good. Credit to um, to Mike Forrester, friend and uh, co-host. We, we originally just we wanted to throw some kind of after party, some kind of event, some kind of meetup for for patrons or listeners of the podcast or whoever at Star Wars Celebration. And it it just basically very naturally evolved into the idea of doing an emo night kind of thing. Nick had done something similar in Chicago in 2019. We did it at Chain Reaction in Anaheim, which is actually the first venue that Story of the Year or Big Blue Monkey ever played in Southern California. And then we did our first headlining show as a band with an album as Story of the Year in Southern California there as well. So lots of history in that venue. 
It's right down the street from Disney. It was perfect. Sold that shit out in like four days. Wow. And it went from, hey, this is a cool event that we're actually going to do pretty well at to, oh, fuck, I think we have an idea that can become its own thing, its own like brand in a way, not just a party that we threw for the podcast. It can become a thing that brings our few podcasts, you know, uh, together from the network and is something that that can kind of grow its own little subculture. Mm hmm. And that wasn't something that we were even conscious of. It just yeah. kind of revealed itself as we approached. And I said this on the Story of the Year podcast the other day. We started seeing shit, people posting about their cosplay or their mashup or whatever, the, their outfit that they were going to wear to Mosh Eisley. And it wasn't just, oh, I'm going to wear this Jedi robe or this yeah. Mandalorian helmet. It was like, you know, denim vest with patches all over it, Star yeah. Wars patches and pop punk and emo patches or like... uh like a, a My Chemical Romance Black Parade, yeah, Kylo Ren, yeah. Knights of Ren Ger- mashup, yeah, Gerard Vader, <laughs> yeah, like dude, all the sick shit that we we just didn't we didn't foresee. We just thought, yeah, this would be a cool party. Yeah. Now we're like, oh my god, of course, like this is, of course, this is what we should do as a band, or sorry, as a podcast. It feels like a band, like as <laughs> as a podcast about Star Wars hosted by three dudes from pop punk emo bands. Yeah. Like if, at first we were like, yeah, maybe we could just be a good enough star Wars podcast that we don't have to leverage the, you know, the overlap and we can just yeah. be star Wars. And then we started to realize, or I, especially over time, cause Ryan key very much wanted to just kind of transcend the band thing. And I started to realize, no, that's our, that's our thing. That's our differentiator. That's our, our niche. I think it, it gives us different perspective some a slightly unique perspective coming from that so to like really now actually merge the two rather than just being emo dudes who talk about star wars now we do an actual star wars emo night it's like the fucking best shit ever i said this on the podcast too this is a little more like introspective kind of deconstructing of why something works kind of thing that you don't need to know about on the surface but it's cool to to realize star wars the prequels especially in the age group who grew up on the prequels are so linked for a lot of reasons, but I, I, I really think the prequels being very emo and Anakin being a very emo character is part Mm -hmm. of why it resonates, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's this generation, you know, mainly millennials. I think like we're all, I guess I'm more millennial than I am Gen Z, even though I'm, I was born in the fucking seventies, but like we're, we're all kind of emo. Like, even people who aren't, even people, even racist fucking hillbillies when it comes down to it are, like, a lot more emo than they want to admit. You know what I mean? And I think that's, um, it's just something that, it it was just a perfect alignment of of pop culture things in pop culture history. We've got the rise of emo and pop punk in the early 2000s, early 2000s with us and the used and taking back Sunday and my chemical romance getting big. And then the prequels 99 02 05. Holy fuck. It's like perfect. And then you look at the original trilogy. It's actually super punk rock. Mm -hmm. Like it's about rebellion against, you know, it's anti-authoritarian. It's, you know, against the man, you know, that kind of shit. So fucking, of course, dude, it's perfect. It's so perfect. And like the list of like memes and merch ideas and all this shit that I have going right now in my phone is just 
out of control. So it's going to be a thing. We don't want to overdo it and, you know, try to like book a tour right now. We can't let the, the high that we're on from, from this really successful event, like let us get too big for our britches. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I think if we start by doing, you know, maybe one later this year and connect it to a con, like doing, making sure we do them as after parties for large gatherings of nerds that are already there before we kind of evolve it further is smart. Mm -hmm. So that's what it will be. And we will also have to work around like, you know, we got four or five different entities that are working on this together. Three of those people in that, you know, six, seven person group are going to have really busy years touring the next Mm -hmm. 18, 24 months. Yeah. It's going to be slow rolling, but, uh, it's expect to, to see a mosh isolate a reasonable distance from your home at some point in the not so distant future even if that is on on the time scale of a few years. <laughs> yeah, I think it's great. It's just like you already have that culmination of like your Star I'm Wars in. fans. I'm in. Yeah. You, you got your Star Wars fans, you got your emo fans, like yes. all the, all your t- yeah. all your types of people in the same place yeah. singing right. the same songs. And yeah. I, I can't think of anything more like awesome than that. Dude, I I've said this a few times and I I'm sticking by it. It's it was the best party I've ever been to. Wow. I can't describe sufficiently the feeling of looking out at a sold out shoulder to shoulder packed venue, people singing the lyrics to all these songs from an era that that made me and my life mm-hmm. with fucking lightsabers in the <laughs> air. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And helmets and shit and costumes and we're all up there just being like our our most authentic selves mm. like because it's a it's kind of funny like for somebody who doesn't like you know take like a country fan who's into fucking harry potter or something or into yeah. fast and furious movies they're probably like what the fuck are these people doing but <laughs> yeah when you get in the room with it's just like going to a show with you know mutual fans but the crossover makes it even more significant. The fact that you can like you can you can be in a Star Wars costume screaming "I'm not okay" <laughs> and not feel judged, not feel awkward. Right. Instead, feel just like like the fucking the dude who started Star Wars Explained, this massive you yeah. know YouTube channel, and like they're they're basically like the official YouTube channel of Wikipedia. Like they're fucking huge. They have like seven hundred fifty thousand subscribers. This dude was up there just like sweat dripping everywhere, <laughs> screaming into his phone with eyeliner on, like screaming lyrics wow. to, to the shit, like filming, posting it on Star Wars Explained. You know what I mean? That's awesome. That's great. Like just l- fully awesome. letting it go. And that yeah. shit just, man, it blew me away. So it makes it worth it. Yeah. So how many did you guys just, uh, Sodi songs, um, obviously Until the Day I Die played, but. I did that and, and Anthem. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right, guys. Well. Because we had such a great time, at least I did. I don't know about you guys, but uh, uh, it was all right. It was all right. Yeah, it's all right. but it, it's it was all right enough to bring Adam back on to next week. So, guys, we're gonna wrap it up here. And just because we have our our fuck you list, I'm gonna give you guys a chance to say <laughs> thank you to to these guys. We do have an honorary fuck you to Wiley. So shout out to Wiley. Fuck you, Wiley. Fuck you, Wiley. Fuck nice. you, Wiley. Nice. But to the other Patreon members who signed up for the the fuck you shout out. Uh, you guys can give them a shout out however you would like. It could be nice. It could be mean. It could be just a simple fuck you. So what do you guys want to say to uh, Olivia Perry? Safe travels. Suck a butt. Suck a butt. <laughs> She's far away. Safe travels. <laughs> we want to say to Talia. Good day. Good day, mate. Fuck off. 
<laughs> Fuck off, cunt. That's more British than than Australian. Yeah, I, can't, uh, I can't do it. Have a big T. Uh, big T, Teresa. Safe travels. Yeah, she's she's hammered, drunk, being white girl wasted right now. Oh, she's oh, yeah. white girl wasted right now. I saw <laughs> those photos. Hot in here. Like getting the motions <laughs> in it and everything. She is raising the roof right now. So St. Louis. <laughs> very. Very. And our last, our last, our last fu uh, to Chris, mm. Mr. Chris Can't Wait boots himself. Eat shit. So, mm. so Chris. <laughs> shit. So, so Hell when yeah. you guys had the three Sodi shows uh, back, you know, whatever, I can't remember what fucking year it is. Thirty-two in the years past. Last he, summer, he, last summer. he decided to skip the first show to go to a honky tonk. So we, we've been fucking with him for a year, dude. A honky tonk, like a oh real honky tonk, like a real honky tonk. And so we've been. <laughs> Photoshopping white like white cowboy boots on him for like a year. Oh my god! <laughs> Genuine ostrich, but he can't do it. The ray pants. I'm just new oh. goofing. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but no, he he uh, he went to the other two shows, so he, he I think he regrets his life choices. But we're good as he should. Yeah, fucking bitch. Yeah, yeah. You know, for for uh, for for Western fashions, uh, you really can't. Uh, <laughs> Beat Zapatoriel a ballerina, or you can, but not at these prices. <laughs> Zapatoriel a ballerina. Ow! You notice he says ballerina. Anyway, sorry, I'm back. Ballerina. <laughs> I'm done. I mean, well, don't forget to check out Thank the Maker. We'll leave the links in the show notes, and we'll probably post it all over social media. Please check out that podcast. I'm not just saying that; like, it is an actually a good. It's actually a good podcast. So, if you love Star Wars, we do our best. If you want some positive vibes, you want some deep dives, you want some cool alternative takes. Some like you know they have episodes on like what if they have episodes where they have uh, guests on who are actually in the oh, Star Wars veterans War. of the Star Wars. Check that. I love just, it. just check check it all out, guys. <laughs> check it all out. And uh, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.